1: Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard.
2: Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mother ship? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Like
0: Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission to Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, you can get us on the normal iTunes DA show feed, also on the permission granted feed. It's always available there for you. And on our website, daoncbs.com. at right, today was an exciting day around here. Jim Rome doing his show from our studios. So usually Jim is in Los Angeles in California. Today it was us doing the show. We always come in after Taz of the Moose. So Taz of the Moose began the day. Then we came in after Tad of in the same studios. Then after us, it's Jim Roman. He's usually in L.A., but today he's in New York. That'll feed right into Tiki and Tierney, and on and on we'll go. So today, the full day of broadcasting here inside our studios, we know that Pete the Body Bilotti is very specific about his needs on that board, his space in that control room. They were doing a lot of testing down the line during our show, engineers in there and whatnot. How did Pete handle that? Not well. Not well at all. You had predicted this in the pre-show meeting. I did, and I knew it was going to go bad. It went worse. A lot of
1: uh, F-bombs, a lot of this is ridiculous. Now, I will say a lot of it comes from a good part. He feels as if because of a lot of this chaos is going on where they're trying to pre-set up Rome while we're going on, that we are getting disrespected as a show. So from that standpoint, his his place is actually in that it's defense of our show where, like, I think me and you were very relaxed about it, and he's, like, at the front lines fighting it, which is fine, but he could not handle it. He was overwhelmed. There were engineers almost every break, and Pete's trying to set up the drops and the sound check in the next segment, and he's just yelling at me, mumbling under his breath. And then, as I mentioned in uh, when I trashed on Trash Tuesday... I usually save all of our hours and I couldn't save the full third hour yet. He has to do that now because we had to basically get out of the studio quick and he's cursing at me about it. You know, you have duties here to this show. And it's just he needs to go home, relax, sleep, and do anything else but be here.
0: I'm all for Jim using our studios. I'm all for that show is the most popular sports right. radio show in America. It is the anchor of our network. Jim is a Hall of Famer. Whatever they need to do, I'm happy to help out. But that would go for any show. It's not that big a deal if we go on the road all the time with my show. Right. We have to ask engineers to help set up this and producers to help set up that because, you know, we're going into somebody else's studios. I'll be down in Atlanta at our two nine the game studios for Sunday morning football in a couple of weeks when I go down to Athens for the Auburn, Georgia game. That's what happens why why does Pete have to get all bent out of shape about it we're I, just it's it, it's teamwork be, because there's something internally with
1: Pete where it's almost like he can't function without there being stress he needs something to complain about Pete – on my assumption is you could send Pete to the nicest resort in Tahiti, and he would be sitting there complaining about, like, the steak being too raw at the hibachi. Like, there's always got to be some kind of, like – or, like, oh, the shark's coming. Like, he can never just relax. And in the great scheme of things, like, an an incident like today, to take you real behind the scenes here, we usually have three hours before Tiki and Tierney come in where the studio is empty because – uh, Rome does the show out of California But because the studio is empty Our show usually takes our time You you usually do some post-show work in there uh, I have a couple extra minutes to kind of get some stuff done Behind the scenes But any other show has to get out of there quick enough And we used to do this all the time and other time slots For the next show to get in So it's almost like we're, Pete maybe takes for granted That the show following us isn't there Like This happens with any And you don't see any other board on melting down And another show's about to start Just relax, everybody relax And by the way we're fine now. It's nine minutes after Rome has started. We're taping this you know, immediately after the show. Jim's on the air. Pete's out in that newsroom doing nothing. And me and you are in here talking. What's the big deal? Everything is
0: fine. It was going to be fine. The Rome show or pros, pros. CBS's engineers are pros, pros. You knew it was going to be fine. Right. So here's my question. We, a couple of weeks ago, gave Pete the ultimate... Wand wave, that he was Jordan right now ascending. It was like the Blazers game where he just shrugs his shoulders Mm -hmm. and Jordan's hitting all those threes. And we called him at this point being that he, he was playing at a higher level than any other board op in America. He was. Monday, well, we went to Boise. And so I don't know if that threw him off a little bit. On remote, we're doing remote shows that couldn't have been easy for him. Did a Friday remote show and a Monday remote show. Which,
1: before you continue, should be noted, he did an excellent job back there. It did not, there was no gaffs, there was no nothing, there no. was no huffing and a puff. He did a great job while we were in Boise. He
0: really did. But, as you guys talked about at the PGP last week, you and Bogish, I didn't know this, Pete felt like he should have been on that trip.
1: Oh, he's made it known.
0: So, clearly there was an underlying frustration. And then on Monday, off the cuff, I know Pete doesn't like it when I go off the cuff, but sometimes the show dictates that. Sometimes Tom Brady has to audible. And I I called for the short laugh montage. Now, we have a one-minute and 15-second laugh montage that the bosses hate. We have a 30-second laugh montage that Pete specifically made so that we can still have a laugh montage.
1: Well, we should be fair. We have a one-minute and 50-second laugh montage okay. that the bosses
0: hate. 150. Okay. <laughs> so I called for the short one. And I'm trying to buy time. Pete can't find it.
1: And I could give you a little play-by-play if you want to know what was sounding like behind the glasses. Pete's doing oh, Come on. He always does this to me. Where is it? Where is it? And he's yelling like, I know where it is, but Pete's the one who always plays I go, I'm assuming the same folder always is. Oh, he's got to give me more of a notice. He's got to give me a heads up. All oh, right. I got it. I got it. I got it. Then he gives me the one hand. I got it. That was literally probably an exact quote that back and forth there.
0: But here's the thing. It'd be one thing if I put in something into the system and he didn't know where it was labeled. That was what Pete made. Mm-hmm. So Pete has to label it to where he would know where it is. Uh huh. I would imagine laugh montage short would uh-huh. be the easiest yes. way. So I wonder, is it in his head now where we put him on this pedestal and now... He's scrambling to live up to that. And so today, when the engineers are in there getting ready for the Rome show, he feels the pressure to be perfect. He definitely feels the pressure to be perfect. But
1: I am telling you, I, I assume it's still labeled as laugh montage short. It's just, he so overthinks everything that, like, he was probably searching, like, giggling episode of the short variety. <laughs> my, you know, like, just the simplest. I over, often think the problem with Pete is the simplest things. Go over his head because he overthinks it so much. I really do. And it's just, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That, that's him. And I don't think either after that happened, we're taping this on Tuesday on Tuesday's show. The idea of him getting his feathers ruffled in Trash Tuesday, I could tell you right now, work with Pete as long as I did. He is not happy. He was not happy. And, you know, we all kind of laughed about it, had fun. He was not laughing. He did not like the idea that he was being called out as cheating a buffet. He did not like the idea that uh, he was called out by you as far as not eating the sandwich right away. And he, I mean, stooped to lying about eating the sandwich at the show, which never happened. Pete has been rubbed the wrong way since Boise. I think Tuesday's show only that boiled over. And you just got to find a way to get his mind right. I don't know if that means putting him on the DL for 10 days or what can happen. You called him a liar to his face. You said he's a liar. Well, look, he lied. (laughs) I have lied. Everybody has lied. Anybody who says they've never lied in their life is a liar. Like, everybody is a liar. And you lie for different reasons, whether it's to get yourself out of trouble, whether it's to not hurt somebody's feelings. Everybody has a reason. And I'm not saying people lie all the time, but for one white tail, somebody's lied. Pete, in that instance, got into a scenario where he knew he was had, and rather than just go, you're right. I didn't think of that. <laughs> he just like for no reason said, "Well, the sandwich is his mindset said the sandwich is gone." How could they prove I didn't eat it? So he blurts out, "Well, I had a half the half the sandwich before." I know he didn't. He He's said within the hour. Within yet. the hour, not true because I sat next to him, and watched him eat, it, and I watched him zip it up in his bag. And then the moment I brought up that we're on Watch Da and we could pull the tapes, he had no answer. But he knows we're not going to actually pull the tapes. So just well, go ahead, pull them. He lied, and and if you're going to lie on our show, I've been called a liar before, and yeah, I've been had. Just admit you lied. What's the big deal? What I not going to throw you in prison. You're still our buddy. You're still on the show.
0: Well, the back, There's no reason to lie. The background is Miraz called me out for not paying him back for ordering our food, even though I offered to do it and I just forgot. So then it brought up that I ordered a breakfast sandwich for Pete the Body Bilotti. I had a breakfast burrito. I ate the burrito right away. Bilotti took the sandwich that I had bought him, that yeah, Miraz but- had bought him, and <sighs> put it into his bag. And so he didn't eat it right away, and is that a social faux pas? Somebody buys yes. you lunch, can you keep it for later? No, because that means you've already
1: eaten and just say no thank you. Because you know what? <laughs> Perfect. Okay, And I can, now we're going to really do the whole Seinfeld <laughs> exhibit of this. You came in on Monday morning and said, "Mraz, I came from upstate, I came from my parents' house, I don't have any breakfast. I know you don't like to overeat on a Monday, but I need to have breakfast. In a normal, any day situation like that, I have no willpower. I'm going to go, okay, DA, let's have some breakfast. Uh, you may or may not offer to buy it. Great. In this scenario, I had eaten a free breakfast with Bogish upstairs on another radio station a half an hour earlier. Had I known you were coming and we were going to do breakfast, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. So I was physically out. I couldn't get anything down. So to make this happen, you couldn't be on your own. You needed a $10 minimum to get them to deliver. So Pete, just steps in and goes, oh, I'll have a sandwich then. Okay, great. He's going to get some kind of egg sandwich and do breakfast. But then he orders a lunch and says he's going to save it for later. Here's my problem but with that. did
0: he order a lunch? He ordered a breakfast sandwich. No, didn't? he
1: didn't. He ordered a grilled chicken with bacon, lettuce, tomato. As I'm, as he's telling me what he wants to order, you were back in there. I know what I placed an You're order kidding. of. kidding. And I'm not lying. So he says, yeah, I'll just save this for later. Well, a grilled chicken but with bacon, that's not a breakfast. It's not a breakfast. And this is my other problem. I didn't get to on the air. P- you offered to buy breakfast. I already ate breakfast. I didn't eat lunch. I could have surely done what Pete did and just said, you know what? I'll get something for later and said that to you. But I didn't because I understand common societal rules, which say you're buying breakfast, not lunch. He took it upon himself to get a lunch out of you. And also, you two never actually confirmed that you were buying him the sandwich either. It was just kind of like, yeah, he said it and I took it as personally. He's going to help you get to that $10 minimum and I'm going to get money from both of you. But then he's saying thank you. He never offered to you. And you're covering up. There's a lot that went wrong there with Pete in this order.
0: Well, it is interesting that you bring that up because, yes, my intention was to buy for everybody because I was hungry, and that was the only reason we were ordering anyway. So my intention was – so I don't know if I said specifically I'll buy breakfast for everybody. Right. A lot of times you do. You're a very generous guy. But Pete said thank you before the money thing had been done. I kind of just assumed like, yeah, I'm going to just give Maraz the money. And he said, thank you. So then it was, like, implied that I had paid, which I was intending to do so anyway. But it was never actually discussed.
1: You know, and maybe he felt weird discussing it. I just thought it was very ballsy of him to take it upon himself to assume
0: you were paying. But the order itself is the smoking gun here. We ordered breakfast. I came in at whatever it was, an hour before the show. I said, we need breakfast here. At 9 a.m. after the show meeting, I was like, let's order something. Let's go over. The first commercial break we ordered. So we got it before 10 a.m. Yeah, your exact quote was, hey, big guy, we need to order something here. So we got it before 10 a.m. So if Baladi's ordering a chicken sandwich with bacon and lettuce, is a grilled chicken. Grilled chicken, bacon, and lettuce he ordered as a lunch. Now, again, you want to tell me he woke
1: up early and the time you were eating breakfast is his lunchtime, and he opened up that sandwich right there and ate it while you were eating your breakfast? Even then, I could buy it. Like you know, what he's just not on the same clock as us. But he's, he's hungry. Up since
0: Four a.m. But he's
1: hungry. You're buying food now. That's fine. You offered to buy breakfast. He had already eaten his breakfast. Didn't plan on eating again for another two hours. That is not the time to cash in on a free meal. That's just not. And had I known that that was like accepted, then I would have done the same because I didn't eat lunch yet. I sure I could have wrapped up a sandwich and saved the two. hours. The fact that Pete wouldn't think that I would do that, like nothing clicks there. I mean, there's all sorts of wrong. I right, you're buying breakfast. I've already eaten breakfast. Pizza, already eaten breakfast. DA, we'll help you get to the $10 where we can. And by the way, it's not as if he said, get me a bag of chips for a buck to get you to $10. He orders like an $8 hero. Well, what are you
0: doing, bro? I don't know what to do with this situation right now. I mean, you could have ordered a sandwich. Bogus could have ordered a lunch sandwich. This is... The great murder mystery. Yeah, but I mean, what do you do? you Are going to be like the fan at Foxborough
1: and ban him from ordering food from you ever again? And the problem is with Pete, Pete gets handled differently in the locker room than other guys. You can't inflict some kind of punishment because he takes it personally and it will directly affect the show. Because he has his hands all over it with the comedy of it. Let's be fair. Pete has a different set of rules in a locker room than anybody else does. It's a different mentality, a different attitude. So it's like Odell Beckham versus
0: Sterling Shepard.
1: Yeah. In this case, I'm Sterling Shepard. He's Odell. I, I, You could argue he doesn't have the talent of Odell, but, I mean, Pete, I, I'm i at a loss as a producer as to what to do. I am. I mean, I got the guy sniping at me, telling me to make me work every shift. I, it's ridiculous. You gave the guy a little power. You gave the guy a little plug for being so great at it, and now he's just taking lunches while you're ordering breakfasts. It's a wild goose.
0: I ordered a breakfast, he ordered a grilled chicken bacon lettuce sandwich, got it, put it in his bag. Not only put it in his bag, zip the bag up. Zip the bag up. And then wants to say that he ate it within the hour. You zip the bag, Pete. And then you think he ate it after the show. And that's when lunch would officially start for Pete.
1: I know he ate it after the show because he did not eat the rest of the show. I would know if he ate
0: because I would be starving watching him eat. We ordered it before 10 a.m. He says within the hour. That means he would have eaten it by 11. I promise you, he did not. He's a liar.
1: He lied. And it's fine that he like doesn't he get offended and call him a liar because everybody lies. Just there's no reason to lie in that scenario. You've been had. Guilty. Cuffs on you. That's it. Will he ever cop to admitting that he lied? No, he won't. No, he won't because he knows that we won't physically pull the tapes because then, you know, I'm lazier than that anyway. So We could have Kat pull it. Well, if Cap could go back and pull it, I, I mean, I would love it. But the problem is, if you push the envelope and prove his guilt, then what? Then what? What's the punishment? What's the end game? Just to tick him off more? <laughs> so, I mean, I think I got to leave it up to the listeners. What should Pete's punishment
0: be for doing this?
1: And is it okay?
0: He ordered – well, I, I don't know who to believe. I really don't. I don't know if I should believe. Pete says he ate it within the hour. You say he didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay,
1: well – I hope you guys both enjoyed the food I bought anyway. so You'll get your 20. <laughs> I don't even want
0: it at this point. You'll get your it's going to be a pity 20. No. You, I offered to buy breakfast. The question is, did I buy breakfast? Or did I buy lunch? You bought brunch, brunch. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's side A. Here's side B.
2: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more.
1: Play it at play.it. All righty, welcome into Side B of the PGP. Mraz here. How are you? How are you? I am the executive producer of the DA Show and host of Side B. And I don't know what that intro was, but Andrew Bogus is with us again, really on a heater here. We're going to Andrew Bogush a lot on, on the Permission Granted podcast. Bogey, how are you? So Pete said no. Billy Giacalone
2: said no. Anthony Pierno said no. Uh, who else said no before he got to me this
1: week? I gotta be honest, you were choice number one this week. Wow. I, you know what? As I mentioned on Tuesday when things got very heated and Trash Tuesday, I yeah. need a I need a break from Pete. I, I, I just need a break. Everything, uh, you know, is a big production. Jim Rome, as we just discussed on Side A, was here on Tuesday, and... Boy, did that throw Pete for a loop because he couldn't prep at all or get in prepared for segments, and then he's you know, throwing shade at me, and we have the sandwich gate, obviously, situation there, uh, and I just needed a break from Pete. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think I shared this last week, but on top of
2: Pete now taking control of scheduling, which means all of our time off requests now Correct. go through Pete and there's all these new formulas for him, there's new request sheets. He's got a new schedule format with different font colors and sizes and check this and check that.
1: This is all true, by the way, for those listening.
2: He's now expanded. And and I should point out again that he took this scheduling thing on by himself. Like, he took it from David Maronick, who is now our current kind of executive producer. Like, just did it, I guess, out of the contents of his heart. But now he's expanded his empire. Oh,
1: it's an empire. To where
2: he's now... Apparently, involved like programming decisions because recently, not to get too what well, not to get too in depth, but there have been the morning update (coughs) schedule between myself and the dessert coordinator, Brad Heller, is somewhat complicated. As our listeners know, when one of us is out, the other absorbs his shift, which becomes
1: a two for one,
2: right? So, sometimes you get more of Brad on our network, sometimes you get more of me on 880 here in New York City. When those days happen, when we're doing the double shift, so to speak, our start time is a little bit different because of the increased workload when we're in the building. Like a
1: London kickoff in the
2: NFL. Something like that. So that change in start time affects Amy Lawrence's show. And there was some debate about maybe we should go back to the original start time so we're not harming Amy's show taking away a live update from her program. Okay. So there was one particular morning where this was all in flux, and, like, finally, at the relative last moment, we decided what to do, either 5 a.m. or 5.30 for Amy, right? Gotcha. Now, this never involved Pete. It was between me and Brad and people at 880. And and, real bosses. And real bosses. Right. Not wannabe bosses. So I come in the morning. I'm prepared to do my double shift. I think I know when I'm starting. And I get a text from Pete at, like, 4.55 a.m. that goes hey, did Mark talk to you about the 5 a.m., meaning Mark Chernoff? And I go, no, why should he? And my mind starts racing like something has changed again while I was sleeping, and now I need to be on at 5, not 5.30. So I go, no, why would I? And Pete goes, oh, well, I I, I hadn't heard what the solution was. And I go, yeah, there was an email yesterday oh, I didn't check my email yet. Or he wasn't on it. Well, so my first thought is, check your email before you start asking what's going on. That's the right. first thing. Correct. Then, as I say to him, well, I you know there was an email, check your email. Then I go, well, he wasn't on the email because this has nothing to do with him. Nothing. He's, it has nothing to do with him. He shouldn't be concerned with what's happening at 5 a.m. It has nothing to do with him. So, yeah, maybe, is there an exile? Is there like, some kind of... Like, family leave we can put Pete on. Just give him, like, a weekend away from here just to let us all breathe a little bit. But there
1: won't even be a weekend away from him. And, you know, it's funny because I didn't know when this started five minutes ago that we were going to go down this path with Pete. I thought we were going to talk more about his sandwich, which we'll get to in a second. But on that note, I think we had to continue to air Pete's Dirty Laundry and this, this extra it. workload. And I hope you guys are following along here at the DA show He's and understanding that, slaughter us soon. that the body is taking on extra work. And I worried about his, his commitment ending. Okay, so now we get back into Pete and the Jim Rome thing yesterday. So... There are occasions where DA has to tape something. Maybe it's something for Sunday morning football, something for our show, where or even the permission granted podcast, where we have to tape something after the show, pre-show, anything like that. Because they
2: can't fit into the nine to twelve live window.
1: Exactly. Okay, nine to twelve Eastern. So Jim Rome starts at twelve Eastern. There are a lot of times, Dirty Little Secret, where we have no choice where maybe it could be a guest that we um can't do live. That we will continue to do in the regular studio with the DA Watch, DA, stream going, right? And the reason we're able to do that is because Jim Rome is in California, and the studio more or less is free to do that. But with Jim Rome being in New York on Tuesday, we ran into a situation where we had to tape something. I won't reveal what we had to tape in the noon Eastern God, hour after fits. the show, okay? So, with all of that and Jim Rome being here, people are running around the chickens with their head cut off. Oh, my off. goodness. Bosses, you know trying to handle things. We're opening up offices that have been open for a while with Jim, and there's not a lot of free hands. I have to go do my WFAN in New York local show. Is that new? After the show. It's not new. Oh, okay. And I am unfortunately unable to help with certain said post items. Okay. Pete, being the associate producer of the DA show, when a time like that comes, it was supposed to be understood that he helps out and pitches in in those times. A lot of times he hasn't, and I've just had to run back from meetings and handle certain things and or have the in-studio producer of Jim Rome handle it because Jim's in California anyway, but that was not an option on Tuesday. Of course. So it comes time to get ready to tape this. I find out that the normal person we would have help us is unable to help, and we have to go to another studio. I simply tell Pete, hey, Pete, at 1230 Eastern, we have to tape this. I need your help. He blows up at me that he has scheduling responsibilities and I need to give him a couple days notice on things like this. Yes. Days. Days. A couple days notice. Pete, things happen spur of the moment. And I look at him kind of befuddled like, your first priority is to the two shows you work on and being an associate producer. What you're getting paid to do. And the DA show. (laughs) Not scheduling. Yeah. Also, I see you here when I leave at 3 p.m. or 3.15 p.m. Eastern, still here how long the scheduling takes every single day? Because the schedule goes out for a month. I mean, this should be two days worth of work. Right. I don't think he's handling this properly, but to get angry at me that I need him to do actual work for the show because he's doing scheduling is exactly what I was worried about, and I find it to be bull bleep. Yeah. And I'm pretty Am I wrong? No, I mean I'm pretty
2: anal about scheduling and like, you know, a little bit of a heads up, but two days for like a 10 minute babysitting of an interview is Pretty crazy. Right.
1: Even for Pete's standards. And I will tell you, there was a lot of the huff and the puff and the hole and the what now. He ended up doing it. Of course he did. Because you have to. Right. But there was a big huff and a puff. Yeah. Is what I'll say. And on that note, I want to transition to a lot of what was discussed on side A with DA and I. Bokish. Pete ordering a lunch sandwich when DA offers to buy breakfast, which I still haven't gotten paid for.
2: I wasn't invited Puts still. Puts it
1: back in his bag, zips it up, and then when confronted about it, lies and says he ate half of it during the show, which I know didn't happen. Your thoughts. I mean, just blanketly, without Pete here, your thoughts. Well... Um, if you can confirm that he didn't eat it during the show, which would involve you going back and getting, like, the raw footage from the in-studio camera. Which Bilotti won up the lie by saying, go ahead, pull the tape, because he knows I won't actually pull the tape. Right. But I know he didn't eat it. I mean— So, I mean, what is worse? Him or- First of all, is him ordering the sandwich knowing he's not going to eat it when DA offered to buy breakfast. And and the reason I say that is when DA says that and I go, well, I already ate breakfast with you because me and you went to an event. Yeah. Uh, and Bilotti doesn't step up and say you also already ate breakfast, instead takes it on to order lunch. Bilotti, I didn't think of or I didn't say to DA, well you're ordering food, okay, I'll get a sandwich and I'll put away for later. Right. Like should that have not been the social cue for Bilotti that I already stated that I ate breakfast, but it didn't matter to Bilotti that already ate breakfast? Yeah, I mean, or is it or is worse when you're confronted about just going, ah, you're right, I didn't think of that and just laughing it off instead of lying about it. Yeah. I don't know what's worse. Um the cover up or the crime. Yeah, that's a tough that's
2: a tough one to separate because I would have said the same thing as you. Like, had you guys, had I was, if, if, if DA had come to me, I would have said, oh, no, I'm not hungry. I'm, I'm good. Thank you so much. I wouldn't have gone, let me get some meatloaf for dinner later <laughs> like on, on DA's tab. So I can't, so that's, that's unfathomable on one hand. But then to be like, no, I ate it. When he knows that you were sitting right next to him and can confirm or deny that he ate it within like the next half an hour. Because I do think... He didn't have to eat it right away. I would have given him a little time to get, like, slightly hungry before he ate it. But to buy it because you're, it's going to be your next meal in a couple of hours because well, DA is paying, I mean, that is shady.
1: And it wasn't even as if he ordered eggs and let him get cold. Right, or he had something. a sandwich. He ordered a flat-out lunch sandwich at 9 in the morning. Right. I mean, I, I'm sorry. You put him in front of a jury, he's guilty.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, I've got him to own the, the buffet thing. Because for a while he he disputed that because this is a this is a you oh, what, know four or five year thing he finally now admits goes well I just put it there and if they don't fix it it's on them no so, so he's at least half owning that so
1: eventually he'll own this but for now he's going to cling to the lie I just don't understand like I lie a lot but I'll laugh it off and there'll be a reason for my lie I don't understand lying for no reason yeah or like when you're caught in a lie you got to just like out. I'm the first one to laugh it off like all right you got me I'm guilty and maybe that's just something different internally. This guy goes down with everything. He goes down I, fighting. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's so, our Pete. I, bottom line is this. No social etiquette out of Pete. In over his head with his new role that he put on himself. Right. And we just spent basically <laughs> a combination of... nothing
2: for. Like, we got to buy him a cookie or
1: something. He's getting nothing. I don't get it. We'll buy him a sandwich. And all I know is we're... We just spent basically forty minutes on this podcast breaking down the body, so I hope everybody's enjoyed that. <laughs> and we do love you, Pete. Please don't kill us. Yeah, well, some of us do sometimes. All right, and you can follow Pete at—I mean, I'm sorry—you can, no, follow, you can these- follow Pete at CBS Pete, no, Pete the Body. Pete the Body. A lot of riveting takes there. Side note:
2: shocking to me that Pete the Body was available in 2018 on Twitter. Not no number
1: at the end, no initials. Like just Pete the Body. Yeah, and shocking to me that if you ever search Pete the Body, you would find a guy without a nice body.
2: Uh, it's at Andrew Bogish on
1: Twitter. Uh, B O G U S C A. And uh, at Marez CBS. Have a great weekend, everybody. Like
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich.